know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Season Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. Land. This is your host, Jamin Joe of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. And on today's episode, we're talking some University of Georgia Bulldog basketball, and we're also going to talk some Atlanta Hawks basketball. So, but before we get into the basketball conversation, it's time to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue, authentic original smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. And so guys, let's talk some UGA basketball. So Georgia had a tough one on Wednesday night on January 25th, 2023. They took a trip up to Knoxville to play on Rocky Top against Tennessee. And what this game proved to me last night is that Tennessee has built themselves into a heck of a basketball program. I got to tip my hat to Rick Barnes. He's done a really good job of building them from literally from what Bruce Pearl had done to now what he's done. He's gotten some really good players in there. So credit to Rick Barnes. I like that Mike White tweaked the starting lineup on Wednesday night. They had Justin Hill at point guard, Terry Roberts at guard, Kerry Oquindo at guard, and then Matthew Alexander Moncrief and Frank Anselm, the post players. So this is kind of an interesting lineup. Georgia goes with a three-guard lineup. You get two ball handlers out there with Hill and Roberts, Georgia's two best ball handlers, I would say. I'm interested to see if we see if we see this lineup against South Carolina coming up on Saturday. What this lineup gives you is it gives you guys that can handle the ball, and it gives Georgia's biggest guy, Frank Anselm, a chance to get in there and get after it early on. Maybe this will be good for Braylon Bridges. He can come off the bench, spell Frank some, be able to create offense for himself when he gets in the game, and probably Probably doesn't have to deal with the pressure of starting. So where does Georgia go from here? Georgia's now lost three straight games in conference. And so Georgia hosts South Carolina on Saturday on the 28th of January, 128-23 in Athens. So what's interesting, I mentioned on the pod on Sunday with my dad, Georgia's looking to break this horrible losing skid to South Carolina. And the last time Georgia beat South Carolina in Athens was February 16th, when Georgia beat South Carolina 69-56. Georgia would go on to or sweep South Carolina that season. This was the 2015-2016 season. Yours truly was in school at the time when this happened. And I one of the games I remember in particular was the SEC tournament game. Georgia had a really good established team led by Kenny Gaines and Charles Mann, who were senior who were seniors at the time. And then you think about who Georgia had coming off its bench. You had JJ Frazier as a junior, you had Yante Mayton and Derek Obede as freshmen. That Georgia team was really, really good. And when you think about great, great Georgia players of the past, as far as big men go, Yante Mayton is one of the best Georgia big men I have ever seen. The other big man that I would argue as far as like best big man I've seen Georgia have in my lifetime, Trey Tompkins. Trey Tompkins could do things with the ball that I've never seen a 6'10 college kid be able to do. He could put the ball on the deck. He could score in the post. He could shoot a three. So, And that's something where Yante Maton got better at as this time in Athens uh, wore on. Yante Maton got a little bit better every year and getting him to come back for his senior year was so big for that Georgia team. Anyway, enough about memory lane. Georgia's, like I said, Georgia's looking to break this horrible losing skid to South Carolina. Something that they haven't done, which is beat South Carolina 
Carolina in Athens for the first time since the 2015-2016 basketball season. So back to the present. South Carolina invades Athens Saturday under new head coach Lamont Paris with a five-star recruit named Gregory Jackson, who's averaging 16.1 points per game, 6.3 rebounds per game. This kid, I looked it up just before recording. According to the 247 composite, this kid is the best prospect in the history of South Carolina basketball. He's from Columbia, so it makes sense that this kid would stay home for what looks like a year and then go on to the NBA. Again, I haven't, again, I, I gotta be honest, I haven't really seen South Carolina play. So I'm interested to see this kid, Gregory Jackson. Like I said, he's averaging 16.1 points per game and 6.3 rebounds. So if you're like first year coach Lamont Paris, you're so excited that you were able to keep this kid in the fold. I think this must have been done by Frank Martin, planting the seeds as far as recruiting this kid. Another South Carolina player that Georgia fans are in Georgia, I think should keep an eye on is Michi Johnson. He's the South Carolina point guard. He's he's winning them in assists per game at 3.3 per game and uh, and is averaging 11.9 points per game as well. So Georgia's going to have to do their best to find ways to limit these two and make it difficult on Gregory Jackson inside. So I'm looking at like Bridges, Moncrief, Frank, Frank the Tank Anselm. Our big guys are going to have to do a really good job on Gregory Jackson. And I mentioned how Mike White, what Mike White does defensively to throw different bodies at this great talented player in Gregory Jackson. I'm, again, I can't wait for this matchup. And then Michi Johnson just sounds like a really athletic, dynamic point guard. So Roberts, Aquindo, Justin Hill, guys like that. Georgia's, Georgia's main guards are really going to have to, really going to have to get after it. I will say in, in the Tennessee game for a second, I do want to give some love to Jackson Etter. Jackson Etter's a, a Georgia Bulldog lifer. He's been in the program a long time and he got some minutes the other night against Tennessee. I love Jackson Etter. I really do. Jackson Etter's a guy, he takes charges, he plays great defense, he'll get you a three every now and again. Jackson Etter's what you love about college basketball. Someone who grew up in the state of Georgia, I think he's from Alpharetta or something, and he, he's just he's just a great kid, has great energy, is just really passionate about being a Georgia Bulldog. So he was one of the four, one of the four dogs that stayed along with Jabri Abdurrahim, Kerry Oquindo, and Braylon Bridges. I'm really, really happy for these four. I know we've lost three in a row, but compared to what those four had to go through a year ago, getting all of them to come back was so big for Mike White. And I think Georgia's gonna find a way to get out of this losing skid against South Carolina and this SEC losing skid in general. So what's at stake for Georgia coming up on Saturday? As I mentioned, they've got that awful losing skid. Gives Georgia a chance if they get right, if they beat South Carolina to end that horrible losing skid, to kind of end this little adversity in SEC play. I expect Georgia to bounce back at home Saturday night. Should be a huge crowd. It's a 6 p.m. tip-off in Athens. So if you're in the Athens area or a fan of Georgia basketball, I would go. I would be highly surprised if it's hard to find tickets. The Vanderbilt game was sold out last Saturday that I was at and my dad was at. So if you, if you don't have your tickets now, I'd be looking on the secondary market trying to find a way to get into Stagman Coliseum. Because guys, Mike White and these dogs need our support. This is the first year of a rebuild and we've all been really happy with what we've seen so far. Like I said, this is the first real adversity we've seen from Mike White in UGA. And now we get a chance for them to come back home, kind of lick their wounds, get right, break this horrible losing skid to South Carolina, and beat a quality opponent in the South Carolina Gamecocks. Who honestly, as we all know, have not had a great year. They beat Kentucky on the road. That's their one big claim to fame. And they beat their in-state rival Clemson, which to me is weird because now Clemson is like magically good at basketball. So anyway, where does Georgia go from here following the South Carolina game? Well, it's the SEC, and the SEC takes no prisoners, gets tougher. Georgia goes at Auburn. It's Wednesday, February 1st. 
Houston at Texas A&M on February the 4th. Guys, the SEC is the most brutal league in all of college sports, and we are seeing it with Georgia's upcoming schedule with South Carolina at home, then at Auburn on the 1st of February, and at A&M next Saturday. Big, big, big stretch of games for Georgia basketball. Like I said, I think Georgia's going to write the ship Saturday. They're going to take care of business against South Carolina, and they're going to bounce back, and then they've got these two road games in front of them. Like I said earlier, I'm curious to see what Georgia does in this stretch of games here with South Carolina at home and then at Auburn at Texas A&M. I, I, like, I, like I said before in the beginning of the pod, I'm interested to see if Mike White continues with this lineup. Construction going with three guards, two of your better ball handlers in Hill and Roberts, then a Quindo, and then you have Frank the Tank Anselm and Matthew Alexander Moncrief. I do want to give some props to MA real quick before we jump to some Atlanta Hawks basketball. To end the half last night or Wednesday night, I should say, Matthew Alexander Moncrief had an incredible dunk, got it on a breakaway, couple dribbles, then just tomahawk. Matthew Alexander Moncrief can absolutely finish. We've seen some big time jams out of him. I would say either he or Cario Quindo are the, probably the two best dunkers on the team. It would be fun to watch the two of them do a dunk contest. It really would. And I, I, I just really like the, I really like these dogs. And I think, like I said, I think they're going to bounce back. And uh, that's where things go as far as Georgia Bulldog basketball with the dogs. Like I said, South Carolina on Saturday and then two games on the road at Auburn next Wednesday and at Texas A&M Saturday. Now we're going to jump to some Atlanta Hawks basketball here, keeping the hoops talk going. As the Atlanta Hawks did lose to the Chicago Bulls on Monday, 123-22, losing by 11, 111-100. Hawks had 18 turnovers. That was really frustrating. And we were just kind of like, oh, here we go again. Bad loss. How did the Hawks bounce back? Well, last night, on 125-22. The Hawks bounced back, beating Oklahoma City 137-132. Trey Young, who is from the Oklahoma City area and was a Thunder season ticket holder as a kid back in the day. And he started Oklahoma, of course. And so whenever he comes back home, he wants to put on a show. His family was sitting courtside. So that's kind of cool. So he did put on a show last night, scoring 33 points and having 11 assists. Where am I at with Trey Young, you might ask? Granted, I love Trey Young and I love everything that he, I love everything that he does for the most part. But how I look at him as a basketball player, plain and simple. I want him to play in the flow of the offense and Nate is running instead of trying to go one on three and play all that hero ball. But when the Hawks are in a bind and they need and they need somebody to make a play, Trey is that guy. Trey is the Hawks go-to guy to making big shots and making big plays. And he did that in the Oklahoma City game. Like I said, he finished up with 33 points and 11 assists. And there's been a, there's been a great debate whether it be on Atlanta radio or in articles and stuff about is Trey Young a superstar? I think Trey Young is a star. I think he just needs to be more consistent. And like I said, whether he's running things in the flow of the offense, getting his teammates involved, or if he's taking over a game, he he should be able to adapt either way. And I still feel like Trey's kind of coming into his own. And if, if, if Trey comes into his own and continues to play solid basketball, and the Hawks are going to be just fine. But I don't like having Trey do like silly stuff like turn the ball over like late in the game that leads to Oklahoma City cutting it to a two-point game in Wednesday night's almost blown lead by the Hawks. So where do the Hawks go from here? The Hawks need to protect home court as they face the LA Clippers on Saturday. I do know Saturday night if you're going to the Hawks game, giving away these peach colored shirts to go along with the Peachtree City uniforms for every fan in attendance. When I went to the Heat game, they gave away peach towels 
towels. It is currently hanging in my office. It's really, really cool. So if you are fortunate enough to go to the Hawks Clippers game Saturday night, you're going to get a free shirt too. Like I said, the Hawks need to protect home court. This is the final home game in the month of January. And then the Hawks go west for a really, really, really tough, really, really tough road trip. The Hawks on this brutal west coast trip following the Clipper game, which the Hawks are looking to sweep the Clippers because the Hawks beat the Clippers 112 to 108 earlier in the month of January. That was a really nice win. And so like I said, going back to the West Coast trip, following the Clipper game coming up on Saturday night, the Hawks are at Portland next Monday, at Phoenix, at Utah, and then at Denver. The Utah and Denver games are back to back Friday and Saturday. And the Phoenix game, I believe is next Wednesday. And then the following Tuesday, I believe they're at New Orleans. So this is a brutal five game stretch, Portland, Phoenix, Utah, Denver, and New Orleans. Really tough stretch for the Hawks. I feel like we're going to learn a lot about these Hawks and what their plans are as far as the trade deadline. If you want my honest opinion, I don't think they're going to make a big time move. I just don't see it happening. I think this team is really talented on its own and we've seen them play their best basketball during that five game win streak. Arguably the best basketball we've seen all year and we've saw them play to their full potential. I'm hoping that they can continue to play good basketball because if they do that, if this team is healthy, they can play with anybody in the NBA. Offensively, how I look at them, if they've got the ball valuing the ball that's an interesting term that's something that Nate brought up in the Chicago game the turnovers have really beaten up the Hawks recently that means the guards have got to be better with handling the ball training DeJounte have got to do a better job taking care of the ball offensively and then and then also offensively you know it comes down to ball movement the Hawks are moving the ball if they're making the extra pass if they're passing up a good shot for a great shot then good things happen and then defensively I want to see more I want to see more communication I can think back to during my high school basketball days nobody ever really talked a lot and communication is really Really key in basketball and I felt like when I was on the floor I always tried to communicate as best that I could I mean heck even when I play pickup games I was playing pickup a few weeks ago and I uh, I did a pretty good job of communicating and kind of telling the other guy on my team where we needed to go as far as like help defense and things like that help the helper maybe that's just the ex-basketball player in me communication on defense is really important and I feel like if the Hawks want to go far on this West Coast road trip and the Clipper game. De defensively, they're gonna have to communicate and then ball movement and valuing the basketball. I do wanna talk about one last Hawk before we get on out of here, guys, and it's AJ Griffin. AJ Griffin continues to play solid basketball. He's averaging almost 10 points per game, 9.8 to be exact. Griffin continues to hit big shots and he sparked the Hawks bench offensively. He's also done a really good job just playing within himself. And I know as a rookie, that's hard to do, trying to fit in on a new team, but Griff has done a really good job for the Hawks. Whether whether it's making big plays, passing the ball, hitting big shots. AJ Griffin just continues to play solid basketball and I gotta give the Hawks former brain trust Travis Slink a lot of credit for identifying and finding AJ Griffin. If you want to know my honest true feelings about AJ Griffin, I would start AJ Griffin because I think his length is, is something that the Hawks can utilize. DeAndre Hunter just continues to be dealing with injuries. Now he's dealing with something with now he's dealing with asthma. Like asthma episodes nobody in the hawks from everything i've read and heard nobody's ever heard of that again i hate that he's dealing with this he's dealing with asthma is brutal i've got family members and friends who, who deal with asthma and that that's no fun at all i just feel like it's always one step forward two steps back with deandre hunter and maybe it would be good for deandre to come off the bench like aj griffin start just an idea nate again if you ever listen to this pod i'm always down to talk hoops 
So, guys, that's going to wrap it up for our basketball episode this week, talking about the UGA and Atlanta Hawks. Now it's time to tell you about FanForAllSeasons.com. It's our website where you can go. You can check out our merchandise and our comfy colors, sweatshirts, t-shirts. The t-shirts in the alternate colors are black and white. We also have our hood in red, gray, and cardinal. So, they'll get all your Fan for All Seasons shopping needs met. At the merchandise store on our website going to the shop merch tab if you like this podcast if you want to know give us a like give us a follow we're on any major podcast platform wherever you get your podcast that's fan for all seasons guys it's time to get one last word from our sponsor and fan for all seasons is brought to you in part by george smoke barbecue authentic original oak smoked barbecue catering you can learn more georgesmoke.com so for myself jim and joe this has been another exciting installment of the fan for all seasons podcast i'll talk to you guys next week see ya Go dogs and go hawks.